gonna ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. All right, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This much is fucking good at social dynamics and relationships. That's like a shot of a dip. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip taken right from the YouTube live sesh. I opened it up to questions on dating, relationships, social dynamics, anything in the world of human interaction. So you guys can join those live sessions over on YouTube basically every Friday, 10 a.m. Australian Central Standard Time, for the time being anyway. Now, if you guys would like to receive a quick sip of social dynamics every Friday, you can sign up to the free weekly email newsletter, The Bowl Sip. Every week, I send out a free article on Fridays. That's actually taking me quite a bit of time to write nowadays. They used to be pretty quick, but now I go real deep into them. I also use it as a way to update the resources of wisdom, which you guys can find at boldojo.com. So any quotes I found that week, uh, any music, updates to the Panda Emperor Sexy Time playlist or the We Take 9000 playlist, you know, all those things, anime, documentaries, movies, anything that's going to the resources of wisdom, you can stay up to date with that through the bowl sip so all you have to do to sign up to it is just head to boldojo.com slide your email in and then check your inbox for the confirmation email and also for all emails going forward if you don't think you've received it on friday just check your promotions folder in gmail or your spam folder in outlook etc because basically any email that has links in it gets automatically thrown into the uh, promotions thing so if you don't think you got it, just check those folders, okay? Now, if you guys are looking to dive into a little bit of deeper educational content, you can head over to boldoja.com and number one, pick up the brand new guided meditation, Eternal Energy. It's a deep dive into who you are and a guiding hand into evolving beyond. Featuring five tracks. Number one, cultivating your scented energy. Number two, revealing your darkness. Number three, creating your light. Number four, unlocking your sexual flow. And finally, wrapping things up with the fifth track, One Energy returning you back to the hole. It took me a solid two months to produce that bad boy and it's an absolute journey. So if you would like to dive into something a lot deeper, go ahead and pick that up at boldoja.com. Along with that, if you are looking to get your day game sorted, your social dynamics sorted, if you've been walking down the street and you're seeing a beautiful woman, you just don't know what the hell to do with yourself, well then I've got you covered there as well. Adam's Crash Course Kick-Ass Day Game eBook is also available at boldoja.com. Quick action guide. Most importantly, it is not a sit in your chair at home and read and then go hmm that sounds theoretically reasonable you need to actually get out there and apply that's what it's intended to be used when i created it it was meant to be something you go out with come home with reference with in terms of real world action it just doesn't really make sense until you're actually going out there and meeting people so that's what it's intended for you want to use it as your uh, teacher as your guide as your kind of pseudo adam along your journey. Along with that, I highly recommend pairing up a 30-day challenge with it. Anyone who buys the ebook, you just need to check your emails within 24 to 48 hours afterwards. I personally email basically everyone with a little tips for the ebook. And in that email, I recommend you get on a 30-day challenge and pair that with the ebook. Uh, it's just it harkens back to how I got my journey and how I corrected my life at the beginning, corrected my social freedom, freedom of choice in my dating life came through the 30-day challenge it's powerful so that's what i highly recommend and if you guys want more uh information on the 30-day challenge i often drop links in that email as well and then finally for those that are really looking to dive deeper create action plans bust through their limiting beliefs i do offer one-on-one skype coaching 
the bowl inside is probably the best way to go, which is for my deeper level clients who sign up to packages. Packages are completely customizable to you based on frequency, based on volume. But basically what bowl inside members get over once off Skype sessions is number one, priority messaging. They get access to my private WhatsApp number and within 24 hours, I will respond to them outside of Australian weekends based on anything. They need feedback on a situation they're dealing with this girl, this guy, family members, business relationships, etc. Want to check that text conversation, want to send me that audio, I'm going to be there for them. The second benefit Bowl Insiders get is priority bookings, which basically means you get fast-tracked that if you want to get in a session today and maybe someone was 50-50 about it, well, you get that session. You get your session times prioritized above everyone else. And especially for my clients uh, around the world with arranging time zones, it proves to be quite beneficial. So if you are interested in diving into the Bowl Inside packages, then you can just hit me up at bowldojo.com. In the product section, you find all the links there and actually the links to everything I've just spoken about, guided meditation, ebook, all at bowldojo.com. Just hit the product section and I'll see you soon. Now, if you guys would like to support this channel directly, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link. You can do this two ways. Number one, on bowldojo.com, in the Boulderjo podcast section, there's actually a donate straight through the website uh, link right in that section there. So you guys can get that. Or you can also just go straight to PayPal, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, Adamui, and you can donate anything that you wish. And I just want to say that whether you donate through the Super Chat on YouTube or you do it directly through the website or PayPal, anything that you donate is so greatly appreciated. It just helps keeping this show going. It lets me know that you guys truly value it. So thank you so much for all that have donated in the past and for all that will in the future. Anthony Kanchesta. And with all that being said, let's finally dive into social Q&A live. Yosha! Moshere. Moshere. We up in here? I think we are now. All right, my friends, what's good? We are going to be dropping in on... Uh, this topic's going to be a little bit risky. I've got a session, I've had a session with a client this week. It's actually been a bit of a saga as to the sexual relationship he's had with this woman that he got set up with and they finally got towards this crazy sexual moment together. But how it happened, the backflipping, when she's down, she's not down, she's down again, uh, he's moving too fast for her and now he's moving too slow for her. The pace, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the pace of sexual leading because this is something that's really important to understand and we're um it's a very sensitive let me just say it's a very sensitive issue i'm not sure i'm recording it yeah good uh, it's a very sensitive thing so i might actually have to change not only will i not use names but i might actually have to change the just a few of the storyline locations like where they were at what type of vehicles they were in because it's very specific but i want to include as many of the specifics as i can because that is the first social q a in a couple of weeks uh, don't worry, I'll get to the context in a second. But I just want to line you guys up here in which that uh, I'm going to have some questions for you around dictating pace, the control. We're going to talk about control, the energy. We're going to talk about reading the woman in front of you. We're going to talk about what would have been better. We, we always like to, now that we have retrospect and now we know how the situation went out, it's always good to, uh, to, uh, to look back and go with hindsight, what would have been the best decision. So that's going to be today. Uh, for those of you that are new to social Q&A, rhymed real good. We got this preloaded question. Well, it's normally a question. Today, it's kind of like a continuation of my coaching session with my client. But otherwise, uh, you guys can drop any questions you have in the YouTube chat box. If you want to donate to the channel, you can support what's going on here through the super chat. 
and that just gets your question bumped to the top. When we get to your open questions, which can sometimes take a moment, but we get there eventually. Uh, these sessions go for an hour and a half to two hours. Uh, a lot of dro- a lot of bombs being dropped. A lot of bombs being dropped. Last Friday, the reason why there wasn't a social Q&A was because of my video, uh, the end of day game pickup, and the uh, why I removed all the infield on my channel. And so if you haven't seen that video, go ahead back on the channel after this session, or if you listen to this on the podcast, I'd highly recommend watching it. It's uh, a life-changing, course-directing, changing video. So you want to check that out. And uh, But as I said, as I said, I'll still be doing these social Q&As. I'll still be here uh, to answer your, go- your guys' questions live, to continue discussing the world of social dynamics and helping people out through this way. So I'm really glad to have all of you in here. And if you are in here right now, just go ahead and drop a thumbs up on the video down below. Help support the channel. And if you're listening to this in post, do the same. And also drop me your questions and comments in post. I'll, I'll still be checking this channel, even though the new channel, The Eternal Energy, is now live. If you're not subscribed to that, head over to The Eternal Energy and uh, just type that into YouTube. You get it. And subscribe over there. That's where a lot of the new content's going, the new podcast. I've already got one podcast up there with Hannah, and that was great last week. We've got a lot more to come. So that's all the context. That's all the plugs. We're going to be talking about why a woman backflips on sex last minute. Let me dive into this chat and say hello to a few people. Well, well, well. Who do we have here? We got, <laughs> I was going to say, Anoskimo underscore. We got Ski up in here going, how's it going, mate? Yep. Can't stay long today, unfortunately. But uh, Ski, good to have you here, man. How's it going, mate? Yep. It is, yeah, mate, yeah. It's a yeah, mate, yeah. That's the kind of morning it is. The sun is out. Uh, no worries, man. Come back in. Uh, this might be a session you're interested in. Uh, maybe come back into afterwards. But just thank you for uh, dropping in. Appreciate it, Ski. Uh, Abel Martinez up in here. Yeah, man. Good to have you here. Hope you're doing well. Johnny Nguyen up in here saying, sorry to hear about the end of day game. I feel bad for the guys who missed out on the opportunities I got in my formative years following your content. Hey, man. Uh, I really appreciate that, Johnny. I appreciate the ups there. And hey, it is what it is, huh? We've got to, as I said in that video, I mean, a lot of guys, I'm not sure if they just didn't watch the entire video or if they watched the entire video but were just so overwhelmed by the message of it that they just missed it, which is that part four of that video, cold approach is still safe. It's still good for those of you that are going to be respectful, DCA, direct, congruent, authentic. And yeah, while I'll no longer be coaching uh, day game boot camps, uh, the knowledge is not going to be lost. The knowledge is not going to be lost. There are ways that it will be preserved. And uh, and also that there will be another time. There will definitely be a time in which that, I believe, day game will be uh, acceptable again in terms of me being a coach, coaching that, in terms of publicly advertising that with the infield, et cetera. Just not now, not in the current state of 2020. So, my friends, let's go. Uh, context, context. Uh, no, I don't, I don't really, I normally have an email to read out, which is why I normally go straight to uh, my phone to do that, but I don't have an email. By the way, guys, but Instagram, not Instagram, YouTube is telling me that this live stream is a little bit choppy at the moment. I apologize for that. I don't know what's going on, but hopefully it stays, uh, hopefully it stays up. So where are we going to begin with this? The, there's a lot of backstory in this, uh, story of my client. So I can't go all the way back because, well, I can, but it's not relevant. We're going to pick up where, we're going to pick up on this situation. Let me just give you a brief, brief update. Catch you up. So he was set up, uh, yeah, no, I can mention that. He was set up with this, uh, with this woman and through like mutual connections, they got to meeting each other. They find out that actually there's a bit of a connection here. They had a, 
a day two. I'm not sure if it was the day two or if it was the day three. I think it was actually the day three. Yeah, it was the day three, where it was a bit of a dinner, bit of a dinner night, and there's a little bit of sexual progression. But we found out she's she's gonna have to slow it down. She wants to slow him down. She doesn't want to move at the same pace as him, and he's not as sexually experienced. And not and when I say not as sexually experienced, he's not a virgin, but he doesn't have a lot of experience in dictating the pace. And that's what I want to talk about with you guys today when we get into more of a class-like session here. When we, uh, For those of you especially who are listening to this in the podcast in post, uh, I want your minds really focused on controlling the, en- controlling the pace, the sexual energy that's happening between you and this woman. And so he wasn't so good with that. And he kind of threw her off a little bit. He got in his mind a little bit and actually... Uh, Kind of put her off that night, and she uh, decided to peace out a little bit. I'm just gonna, I'm trying to be careful with the context here. What I can and cannot share. Let's just say it wasn't. It was a bit of a rocky start. A bit of a rocky start to the sexual play between these two, uh, purely because he just wasn't ready for a woman that uh, had come in with a little bit of baggage, a little bit of hurt locker, in terms of not being ready to move at the same sexual pace that he wanted to. I'll leave it there. So we move forward. There's uh, a little bit of back and forth. There was a day four that ha- that happened. I'm not going to mention where. Uh, can I mention? Hmm. Let's just say, let's just say, uh, no, I can't because that is too specific. Let's just say that there was a day four in which that they were together. Yeah, I won't mention where or how it was that. But they were just together. They were in the same, same space together and and she started to get very uh, sexually aggressive. So kind of showing the complete opposite of what she was like on the day three. This is now the day four. So this is where you're going to start to see the backflipping start to play in in this storyline. So she starts to get very sexually aggressive. They, uh, I can't say that. I can't say, can't talk about that bit. But they, uh, they get into a, oh, how can I, how can I paint this then? Let's say an isolated space. Let's say an isolated space. The reason why I can't mention this detail because then it's just too specific. But let's just say they get into an isolated space together. She starts to show signs like, you know, take your hand there, put my hand there, uh, and do everything pre-sex, essentially. There's a lot of wrist action going on. There's a lot of wrist action. I don't think there was any mouth action going on, but there's a lot of wrist action. And But all the signs showing to my client that, oh, she's ready for sex here. She wants to... She wants me to take her deeper into this sexual connection with her. So he goes to do so, but then she freezes up and she backs it up. So she's showing signs of where she was on the day three in terms of being a little bit uh, being a little bit timid about the situation of going into a full-blown sexual connection with him. But she showed she kind of like flipped the switch on him, saying that no, I am ready, but then flipped the switch again. So it's this flipping of switches and this back flipping that is kind of just Throw my man through a little bit of a, a bit of a loop here. And so in that situation on the day four in the isolated area, they kept it at just there was some heavy makeouts and a bit of wristy action, and that was about it. Even though verbally she was being very aggressive, and I actually mentioned this on Instagram. Uh, for those of you that aren't following me on Instagram, at Uitang1, double Tang one I often uh, do breakdowns after my client sessions and just pass on key lessons, etc. And one of them was this, is that when you've got a woman who is verbally being very confident, but physically is not, so there's an incongruence within her in which that she's verbally egging you on, telling you to do this to me, do that to me, but her body is actually reflecting the complete opposite in terms of her comfortability. 
Her body is not as loose as her words are, is what I'm saying. You have to read her body. Read her body first. Read her actions first. She can be very streetwise, very confident uh, for whatever the reason that may be, whether that's just some shit she's read or some shit that her friends have told her, whatever the case is. But but then if you notice that her body's locking up and you notice that her body's a little bit of frozen and it's not in really in a match and alignment, which is what was happening in this isolated space, then you just need to back it up and you, you need to now take control of the pace. That regardless of her egging on, because actually this is key. This is key. This is what, to this title of why a woman backflips on sex last minute, your mind might automatically go to the negative in which that she was initially down, but now at the last minute backs up. No, 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 no. That's not this situation. That's not what we're talking about. That definitely can be a situation, but that's not what we're talking about today. In this one, what we're really talking about is when a girl actually says, I'm not ready off the bat, but then flips the switch. And then whether it was through a day three or a day four, uh, sometime during the date, she all of a sudden decided to let go. I'm feeling way more comfortable with this guy now. And so now I do want to, I, now I'm on, now it's on. It's, that's what the situation we're talking about today is. And, and when a girl is giving you those signs, and so yes, pause that. But I just wanted to get that out quick because definitely the mind goes to, uh, you know, when a woman's not down and she flips to being down, um, other way around, sorry. When a woman is down, flips to not being down. Guys are always asking about that. This situation is actually the complete reverse. When you've got a woman that is egging you on, that is showing uh, a lot of signs, but actually the body's not matching up. That's what was happening on the day four. So he did the right thing in the situation, uh, in our, in our back, in our, well, mentally, mentally, he wasn't, there was a few things, a few red flags. I'm just, should we bring up the red flags yet? No, I need it. I will finish the story. Cause if I put the, if we start the class too soon, you don't really get the full context. So continuing the context, they, they kept it there in that isolated space. They pieced out from there though. And they had a little bit of a, now in between this day four and the day five, there's a lot of texting going on from her. Like she's showing a lot of very clingy signs in terms of uh, wanting him to reply every five seconds, actually getting on his case about why he isn't replying and uh, wanting to see him a lot of times throughout the week. Now, my friends, we are in a casual relationship right now, any relationship right now, certainly not a closed and locked relationship, certainly not a monogamous relationship. So this is uh, unacceptable behavior. Unless... Unless my man hasn't set the T's and C's. And I knew that coming into this podcast, I felt like we might actually have to rehash the T's and C's of a casual relationship. For those of you, but but it's not like 100% related. So if you want more details on how to set up a casual relationship, I've got a video on my channel. It's called uh, The Guide to Casual Relationships. Just type it in, something like that. It's me in front of a big tree. And so we'll get to that. But I will probably at some point have to rehash just the core of the T's and C's. But this is actually probably a reasonable moment to do so without getting too derailed. She's pushing on him a lot. She's kind of breaking the boundaries of what a, of an open casual relationship would be, which is that the only texting we have is logistical for the most part. For the most part, it's just logistical, as in setting up the next time we're going to see each other. We don't meet each other as friends and family. Uh, we only see each other maximum once a week. Maximum. So those are the three core pillars in terms of what it looks like functionally. And then there's also a few mindsets behind it in which that in which that if this was never the thing that if this at any point is not for you anymore, if the casual relationship's not for you anymore, 
you can always let me know. We can always review. Uh, you know, this works until it doesn't. And these are some key mindsets behind it. Anyways, this the reason why I'm painting this out is because this is not being set up on his end. So he can't get angry at her for breaking the rules if she has not been told what the rules are. That was the key point from that uh, from that little saga there. So anyways, fast forwarding it here, uh, she, he gets the point. Now this is, no, 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 that was relevant because that segues us into how this crazy backflip of a sexual experience happened. So we have this discussion, I'm coaching him, I say, listen, you need to have the talk. You need to have the T's and C's discussion with her about, okay, this is what, this is what it is. Now this was the spanner though, because normally, and if you go to that video, my video on casual relationships, the, the advice is this is that that talk, what we're about to talk about, what I've just talked about with you guys, and what he needs to have with this girl, doesn't need to happen pre-sex. Why? Investment levels. Pre-sex, you guys are very low on each other's life hierarchy. In terms of a child's life, especially from a woman's perspective, a man is very low on her life hierarchy pre-sex. Her friends, her uni colleagues, her work colleagues, her family... They all come above you pre-sex. You get, you're get you at the bottom of that list until post-sex. Then you actually circumvent all of them for a lot of girls. Not every girl, just talking generalities. But for a lot of girls, the moment they make that decision to let go of themselves sexually to a man, now they all of a sudden put him above everything else. And I think there's a lot of uh, evolutionary biology behind that in terms of the, psycholo- the psychology there, in terms of just provider mentality. Anyways, that's gone off to a whole different discussion. But... But for a guy, it's very different. It's for guys, very different. But so that's the general. That's our that's our general thing, which is that we don't need to have this discussion of what are we and what our T's and C's of a casual relationship is if we haven't even had a sexual interaction. And some some hardcore feminists or some some girls might think, but but but, but hang on, but maybe I would like to have that conversation before entering uh, sex. So I get to know, what is this guy in for a long-term relationship? Is he in for a casual relationship? Because that might alter my decision as to whether I even want to have sex with him. I understand that. I truly understand that. Some girls have brought that up to me. The reason why that doesn't apply and why I disagree with that is because the entire dynamic of your relationship changes the moment you have sex. So if a girl was to come to a guy, if in my client's situation, if the girl was to come to him and say, listen, I need to know, are we going to be in a long-term monogamous relationship? If, is, that, is, that what you, is that what you're looking for? Is that what we're going to be? Because I'm only going to have sex with you if that's what it's going to be. The reason why that's just actually quite egregious. That's an egregious uh, attack on the true nature of sexual polarity between human beings. The reason why it's, it's so wrong to go down that line of questioning and thinking is because you two don't know each other truly. You two don't know each other what you're going to be like until post-sex. Sex changes everything. And I'm not just talking about the physical penetration. I'm talking about the energetic connection between two beings. When you enter that space of trust, into that, that, that amazing space of energetic connection together, something changes. Something changes and how you see each other, how you perceive each other, how you perceive life can often change, especially when it's a girl that's your absolute 10. If you're a girl, a guy that's your, your, your absolute 10. So to ask, someone to, to ask someone to make a commitment pre-sex, it's such an egregious mistake. It's, 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 uh, it's completely incorrect. I would highly recommend not doing it. It actually 
completely destroys what could have been an organic connection between you two. When you put these, the the stipulation, when you put these T's and C's in before they needed to be there. And, and I just, I'm just realizing how important of a point this is and it's something that I, I like to uh, discuss quite a bit. But if a guy, if you're a guy watching this and you've got a girl who does this to you, and I know we're kind I haven't finished the context, I haven't finished the story yet. We'll get back to it. Don't worry, I haven't lost the plot. But, but if the girl ever brings this up to you and wants a commitment from you pre-sex, all you have to do is come back to this podcast, listen to what I'm saying here, and, and then you get it. And then you'll be able to say to her, you better sit down with her and go, listen, listen, I can't make a commitment because I don't know who we're going to be post-sex. So I totally understand that if you're really cautious about sex and you don't want to get into a sexual interaction with a guy unless he's going to commit to you long-term, hey, I get that. I understand that. That's you. You do you, but that's not me. So that we shouldn't even start this then. And so then with the abundance mentality, hey, we're obviously not right for each other. We're obviously not, go, not interested in going down the same journey together, so we don't need to be together. This doesn't have to be this. And so that, that's the abundance, ban, abundance man's mentality in which that it's okay if a girl is not aligned with you in sexual expectation, you can separate and go meet the next person. She can separate and go meet the next person. You never want to operate from the scarcity mentality in which that you're going to break your principles, you're going to bend on your principles just to fool a girl or just to confuse a girl into thinking maybe he'll be with me and then just so you can get sex. You know, it's so inauthentic. It's going to cause a lot of problems later down the line. There's going to be a huge mop-up crew required. So you don't want to do that. Anyways, uh, getting back onto my client's story here. So I just that's just really important. Just some straight tactics for you guys uh, in handling these relationships. So, so I have this client session, I have this coaching session with my clients. Like we need to have the discussion. We need to have the talk of her. And that's why I went into this whole thing. It's pre-sex though, which is why he was confused. He's like, but Adam, I thought we didn't need to do this pre-sex. I'm like, yes, generally speaking. However, we also need to read the girl in front of us. We also need to understand uh, where she's coming at this from. Now, what do we know about this girl? She's been very sexually timid the entire way through. This is the day five. And she's uh, been backflipping a lot. She's obviously got, and as I described it to my client, she's obviously operating on a very different sexual timeline than you are. So with this being said, she's not your average. She's a two out of 10 situation here, not the eight out of 10 situation. So we have to handle it slightly differently. And while I would, for eight out of 10 situations, would not recommend that we have the talk of the casual relationship pre-sex, for this girl, we're going to need to. Because based on what we saw in that isolated space that I was talking about before, where she was telling you, like she was giving you all these signs, she was ready for sex, but then she backs up and then she flips on again. It's like, there's too much confusion here. There's too much. The waters are too murky. So let's just purify the water. And that's what having open, honest, direct conversations does. It purifies the water. It clears all the confusion so that we both know where we stand and we can both make a decision on, do we want in, do we want out? So, so he gets it and he goes into this conversation. So this is now the day six, I would say. Yes, because that was the day five before. It's either the day five or the day six. They meet up. They meet up at a uh, public, you know, quiet, serene public area, isolated. There's no one, not too many people around. Let's just say uh, a park of some kind. And he ends up and he goes through the discussion with her. He goes through the talk with her, as in laying out the T's and C's of a casual relationship. So 
how does that, we already went through it before, but just brief it here that, listen, I need you to, uh, I want to talk about where we're at right now. I want to talk about uh, what this means for us going forward. I need you to hear me out fully first, and then I want to hear you fully afterwards. So just let me get everything out. It might sound a bit confusing first. I get that. And so she's like, yep, yeah, cool, agree to that. So he goes through the T's and C's, talks about that, hey, listen, I'm in a place in life right now. I want to see other people. I want to experience uh, all the things that this life, have, life has to offer without locking it down. And I want the same for you. Really key component of the T's and C's in a casual relationship, in the talk with a girl, is that you paint what it means for her. And it's the same for you as well. I don't want you to be locked down. I want you to be free to explore as well. And for us to kind of grow with each other in an organic space where we're not uh, so weighed down. So, so there's that. And then uh, now I want to know what you want to know about. I want to know what you're feeling about it. And so she comes back immediately. She disagrees. Immediately she goes, no, nah, I'm, not, I'm not having a bar of this. She's, she's not down, but very adamant about it. Now, this is not a surprise. And I guess this is where we're going to start talking about some of my own experiences as well. This might kind of filter in some stories, but she's very adamant. She's very adamant that I don't want a casual relationship. I don't want an open relationship. And, but to the point in which that when, when my man said to her, well, listen, you don't have to, you don't have to make a decision right now. That's another thing, which is that if a girl, uh, even if a girl goes, yeah, 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 I'm in, I'm in, you know, always reaffirm to her that, hey, listen, you don't have to make a decision right now. Get back to me in a week. Get back to me in a couple of weeks. What does this do for her? Not only does it obviously show empathy that I want you to make a proper decision here. I don't want you to feel pressured just because I'm here in front of you because that's never going to be a true organic uh, sexual experience of her. But also that I'm showing the indifference is key. That principle, indifference is key. That I don't, I don't need you to, I, this is not a transaction. I'm not here at the checkout. This is not end of financial year sale. I don't need you to come at me and, and, and validate me right now. You get back to me in a week, get back to me in a couple of weeks. You want her to have that air when you put forward a casual relationship. But she was very adamant. And so when my man was going, hey, man, hey, you don't have to make a decision right now. But she's like, nope, nope, nope. I'm sorry. I'm just, it's not for me. And so he's like, okay, that's fine. He's like, that's, that's fine. And he didn't say part of what I'll coach my clients on. I'll say, well, at that point, you can just leave it on a high note and go, because like, what, what do you do then? What's the situation? What's the play? If a girl's adamant that she's not down for the casual relationship, you go, you leave her on a high note with a door to come back in. Basically, what that means is, I totally understand. No hard feelings. Obviously, we're not aligned right now. So let's just keep it where it's at. You know, you're a cool girl. So let's stay friends and uh, we'll catch up every now and again. And if you ever want to have some fun, you can always just hit me up. You know where I'm at. So there's that, leave it on a high note, being respectful, but also leaving a door open if she wants to change her mind, which is to the point of this podcast, the backflipping. The backflipping. Uh, I, I want to finish this story before I give you my own stories. So anyways, he does that. He does that for her. However, he wasn't that interested in just, it actually just being friends with her. He, he wasn't that interested, which is fine as well. You don't have to be friends with everyone. But, but so he goes, but he decides to end the interaction there. And he goes, okay, well, that's where it is. So thank you. You know, leaves it on a high note and uh, it's been cool, been real. See you around type thing. So they end up, they end up going to leave wherever they were. Okay, I'm not, not going to mention that where they were, but they end up going to leave. And then all of a sudden, this is where everything just goes tits up, literally, where all of a sudden as they're hugging goodbye, they just start kissing. And then from kissing, they start making out. And then from making out, it's like jumping, uh, it's jumping into a, 
I can mention this bit. It's jumping into the back of the car and all of a sudden just some heavy, physically amorous sexual stuff's going down now. Even though she had just said that she's not down for this. And so the complete backflip is happening right now. Complete 180. And... And so he's getting very sexually amorous, and then he uh, instigates, going, "Well, hey, let's uh, let's let's go back to my place. You down for that?" And and she's like, "Yep, I'm down for that." And so they go back to his place. His mom, his mom was home. And part of the T's and C's that I mentioned in casual relationship is that we don't introduce each other to our families uh, in a casual relationship. It's not necessary. In fact, it's completely unnecessary, and blurs the lines between casual and a locked relationship. So, so he's bringing her home. He, his, he couldn't avoid it. His mom was there. His mom was like insisting to meet the to meet the girl, and so she she ends up meeting the mom. But his mom's nice anyway, and so and so she's cool. And then so they go into the bedroom, and now so it's just this absolute mad rush from a situation in which that the woman this woman was saying no, I'm not down for casual relationship. To now heavy makeout, heavy fast pull back to his place. They get back to his place, they go into the bedroom and have just this crazy sex, as he described it to me. They have crazy sex. Uh, it, was, uh, in t- it was intense, apparently. And the way that he's describing it to me, he did incur a little bit of ED, a little bit of erect- erectile dysfunction. Just off the beginning, he said he was putting a lot of pressure on himself. That, uh, And the reason why I'm mentioning this is because when I, I'm going to... The key lesson here, the key, the red flags, the red flags that come up happen around now as well. Because remember, I talked about sexual pacing. The key lesson of today is controlling the pace and dictating the pace. So it's very hectic is what I'm trying to describe. It's very animalistic. But he ends up overcoming his small bout of ED and they end up having crazy sex. And it's all good. It's all good. They leave each other that night or whatever, whatever time it was and, and, and it's all good. And then I think it was the next morning, it was the next morning... She texted him first, I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong on that. Apologies if I'm wrong on that. But from my memory, she texted him first. And the reason why I'm quite sure I think that this is the case is that she texts him saying that, hey, I've had time to think about it. I'm not down. <laughs> it's like, she's like, texting him again, going, sorry, I've had some time to think about it. I'm not in for this casual relationship. So... This has been probably four backflips on her part, from the initial backflipping in the in the uh, in their first sexual space together to the next back to the backflip in terms of saying that it's on, but then going that I'm not on, and then in the actual day five or day six when she was when he put the open relationship to her, the casual relationship to clear the air to make the water pure again. And she says that adamantly, I'm not down. I'm not down. This is not for me. And so he goes, that's fine. That's cool. And then as they're leaving, backflips again, goes to the heavy makeout, the getting some crazy shit going down in the car, back to his place, crazy sex back at his place. The next morning, backflips again. So he's like, is this girl just psychologically insane? Like, what, what's going on here, right? Oh, shit. Let me just take a break here. Just say hi to some of you guys in the chat. If you guys are up in this live stream and you're enjoying the content, just drop a thumbs up down below. I really appreciate that. Just help support the channel. And I uh, see we've got a few super chats up in here, so we'll definitely address those. We're not in Q&A right now. Well, we kind of, kind of are, but not the open Q&A. But don't worry. Those, those questions will get bumped to the top. I just want to say, oh, hang on, hang on. Focus. Focus. There we go. Okay. Who we got up in here? 
Ah, uh, Ski. Ski dropped a two dollar ninety nine super chat saying, "Can't wait to listen to this later." Thank you very much, Ski. I really appreciate that. And uh, Vijesh Mina says hi. Good to see you up in here, Vijesh. Thank you very much. Johnny Nguyen comes in with a five dollar super chat saying, "What's your advice on having casual uh, friends with benefits relationships with an ex?" Uh, that's going to be a good question, and uh, that'll definitely get bumped to the top when we get to open Q and A. Thank you very much, Johnny. So, all right, getting back on this story. So, so she's backflipped many times, and there's been some crazy sex involved, but now she's not down. And to finish the story, that was a week before this session that we're doing right now. That thing that we've just talked about. It's about a week old, and she has not texted back. After that, so we think she's pretty adamant about this, but we don't really know. So that's where the situation at. Now, as much as we could theorize, conceptualize around what is going through this woman's mind, which we will do a little bit of, we will do a little bit of to try because I can offer you the experience of ten years and seeing the situation many times, the backflipping situation many times. We will get to like what's going on in a woman's mind. We'll get to that. However, what what guys? What For those of you in the chat right now, what do we do first? When we come out of a sexual experience, whether it's... By the way, sexual experience doesn't mean literal penetration. And literally approaching a woman on the street is the beginning of your sexual interaction. If you're doing it correctly with masculine and feminine energy, that's the beginning of your sexual interaction together. That's the first time she's receiving your masculine energy. So open up your mind to that. But when you have an experience... What do we break down first? When we look back, when we look back in retrospect, when we look back on the interaction, what do we look at first? Drop me your answer in the chat box. What do we break down first? When we look back on this this client situation, and when I'm taking my client through this crazy sex situation, am I looking at her first? Are we trying to break down the woman's mindset first? Or are we trying to break down his mindset first? The man's mindset first? As in, well, in this situation, because my client's a man. But 50. Think about our 50. That's what we're looking at first. We're looking at our 50. We're looking at what the hell did we do wrong? What the hell could we improve next time? Boom. Johnny Duane is coming up in the chat saying our 50. Very good, Johnny. Very good. He's got it. On point. Our 50. We always break down our 50 first. The reason for this is because there's a thousand variables. There's, a, there's infinite variables that could be going on in her mind that we can never account for all of them, but we can always account for ourselves. We can always, and that's really all that matters at the end of the day, which is what is it? What, what can we, number one, positives, what can we take away from this that uh, we can take into the next interaction that we did really well and then improvements to make? What would I improve next time? When we look back on this interaction, he had said something to me amongst the day twos, the dates happening before the crazy sex day, in which that he was really just trying to get to sex. That was a big red flag there. It's a big red flag. Why is that a red flag? In which that the mindset is that I'm just trying to get to sex. It's, it's a big red flag. And this is a guy that knows better as well. But in this situation, you've got to also just like, don't take it as generally. Try and think about the situation a little bit more specifically. Why is it more specifically a bad idea to try and rush towards sex with a girl that's already showing that she's on a different sexual timeline, that she's already kind of moving generally a bit slower than most women in terms of just being very timid, but 
also showing a lot of very confusing psychological signs in which that she's egging him on at the same time. So while not being willing to move forward sexually, but also verbally saying the opposite. Why is it such a bad idea to try and move towards or try and rush towards sex or get towards sex as fast as possible with a woman like that? Joining you, and by the way, for those of you up in this live chat, don't just be potatoing. Like, drop. Uh, this is a class session. This is a class session. Johnny's an OG. Johnny, Johnny's got his mind switched on, but I want those of you that are up in here to be thinking about this and to be stay engaged. Drop me your questions. It makes this uh, session way richer. Johnny Nguyen comes in saying, a lack of presence. Yes. Yes, you are absolutely starving the interaction and starving the woman of the key nutrient. And the key nutrient, as Johnny has just nailed here, is your presence. First and foremost, what does a woman need for a man? What's the number one thing that a woman needs from a man? Is your presence. Is his presence. Right, you're, if you block the flow, if you block the sexual flow that comes from your presence, then all of a sudden you're going to miss every social cue that she demonstrates to you, that she sends you. So not only are you not going to be able to bring the best of yourself if you're unpresent because you're focused on rushing towards sex but you're also missing all the cues that she's giving you so it's it's like uh it's like being a a crime scene investigator and you have to go investigate the scene with a blindfold on that's what it's like if you've got these preconceived notions of rushing towards sex rushing towards this x y and z so fantastic answer there johnny he also came in uh dropping another answer saying lack of abundance mindset boom Yes. If, if you're trying to rush towards a sexual interaction, what does that say to her? What does that say to a woman? What kind of options do you have? If you, and to just largely expand on that, what does that say to a woman when you're constantly flaming her on the gram or you're constantly flaming her uh, in her texts and trying to call her? And What does that say about your life? If you're always responding to her immediately, what does that say about your life? What does that say about your life hierarchy? that you're scarce, that you need her, that you need her response, you need her validation. And what do we need? What do we as human beings respect the least? People that need us, right? We respect the most what we cannot have. Right? The things that we cannot have, the things that are the unattainable, that's what we want the most. Those are the things that we prize. If you are constantly being fed a constant stream of validation, you no longer respect that validation. But if you get, if that's why, uh, I mean, you just take it like you take it the 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 pawns and the kings. Who whose attention do you want more? The pawns or the kings? The pawn that you can see every day, or the king that maybe you might see once in a lifetime, but it's going to drop some absolute bomb on you. You want that king. And this is a key mindset that I was just. Uh, but actually, hold on, I'll get to that in a second. No, 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 I'll finish that. I'll finish it. But I see you there, Hercules. I get you in a second, Hercules. In these casual relationships, setting up casual relationships. I just want to offer you, offer you guys a bit of a tidbit uh, or a bit of a, a bit of a key, a bit of a hot tip that, that I didn't put in the casual relationships video. And it's this, because a lot of girls, are, I did put this in it, which is that a lot of girls are not happy with the T's and C's of a casual relationship, yet they will still agree to them. Why is this? Huh, that's a really good question. Why is this? For those of you in the chat, why is a woman... Just while, just while I'm getting to this, I'm going to address some more of you in the chat. And I know we get off some tangents, but this is the great thing about a class. Why would a woman agree to the T's and C's of an open casual relationship, yet simultaneously not being happy with it? And it goes along the lines 
of what we're talking about with the abundance mentality. Think about this. I want your answers in the chat box on that. But Hercules, the God came in saying, it's a great, it's a great username actually. Uh, lack of sexual charisma. Hi, Adam. It's one of those 16-year-old boys. Hey, okay. I feel you. I get you. Good to have you up in here. Uh, he says lack of sexual charisma. And that was an answer to the question that I said before of why is rushing towards sex such an issue? Yes, lack of sexual charisma. Depends on what you mean by charisma, though. I would need some more details on that. But if I was to take my interpretation of what you're saying there, Hercules, which is, yeah, you're going to lack creativity. You're going to lack creativity that if you're rushing towards sex or you have to get towards sex, now all of a sudden the idea of kissing a woman's neck doesn't really appear to you. Now all of a sudden kissing her on the eyelids, taking the time to prepare her body as I refer to as jelly state, taking her up into the psychological state of completely letting go of herself, aka infinite cloud state. All of these things start to get lost when you start to think of got to get to sex, got to get to the sex. So yes, lack of sexual charisma, lack of the creativity to open yourself up to true sexual foreplay, which I've got an entire podcast on. It's a fantastic podcast that a lot of you guys have been giving me great feedback on. So just search up on the channel. It's one of the most recent ones, the last five episodes or so. Okay, so we've got Johnny up in here saying, uh, because they think they can change your mind. Yes, good, Johnny. Good. Johnny's very switched on. Johnny's very switched on. So that was an answer to my question of, why would a woman agree to the T's and C's of an open casual relationship yet simultaneously not be happy with them? Because Johnny Nguyen comes in saying, because they think they can change your mind. Key. Key. Now this, the reason, Johnny, this is so good. This is, I love that you got it off the bat because this is a perfect segue into explaining the backflip to the, to the title of this, uh, this Q&A. When we think about the situation with my client and this girl, where he had the conversation with her, she didn't agree to the T's and C's though, did she? So this is a little bit of a different scenario, and I will talk about the generalities to help you guys out, but let's just focus on this guy for a second. She didn't agree with the T's and C's. In fact, she was quite adamant against the T's and C's that she was just not happy with what an open relationship would mean. Casual. So... They decide to peace out and he decides to leave it on a high note, but then she completely backflips. So if we start to think about, and remember part one or question one I asked you guys, we always think about hour 50 first, which is why we went on rushing towards the sex. But now we're kind of just for a second diving into her 50. Why might she have made that backflip of going from 100% no to 100% yes down to just going to a crazy sexual experience? Well, maybe she had time in that walk back to consider what it might be like without his presence. To Johnny's answer there, a woman will often agree to the T's and C's of an open casual relationship because she thinks she can change her mind. And what does that really mean is that, and that's why you need to give a girl a week or two, back to when I talked about setting up the casual relationship and having that talk with her, that's why you need to give her a week or two to think about it. What would it mean for her to not have me in her life? Is that a risk she's willing to take? Is that a, is that a, is, you got to talk about the balance here. The, the, what's it worth more? What's it worth more? Is it worth more to me to not be in a relationship at all? and never see this guy again at all, never have access to get into an experience with this guy at all, 
just because I'm not willing to be, just because I don't really want to be in an open casual relationship, which means that he's going to be seeing other women and that I'm going to be allowed to see other guys and other men. Is that what? Is that worth it? Just so that I'm not, but I'm never going to be able to see this guy. Or is it worth more to me to put up with the T's and C's of, okay, yes, he's going to be seeing other people and yes, I have to, I should be seeing other people as well. But this guy means enough to me that he provides me with a masculine energy with a, to Hercules uh, up in here. The fuck? Oh, okay, sorry. My YouTube almost looked like a piece now. We're good. Uh, with a guy to Hercules when he said, with a guy that provides me with a sexual charisma that I've never seen before, maybe it is worth it. Maybe it is worth for me to, and, and to, to Johnny Duet's answer there, and maybe I can change his mind. That is always the mindset. The mindset is that if she does come back, whether it's a week later, a night later, two weeks later, saying, actually, you know what? I am down with the casual relationship. Yet she's not, you can tell she's not 100% happy with it. There's no woman that enters a casual relationship thinking that this is the way it's going to be forever. No, there, there will always be a seed in her mind of that, but I'm going to change it. But I'm going to be the one to show him. I'm going to be the one that that converts and that rises above all the other women and shows him that I'm the best. And that's going to make him want to be in a close and locked relationship with me. So I just, like I said, guys, in these social Q&As, I like the class. I like the class format. I want to have you guys engaged. I want to have you guys uh, dropping answers. And Johnny's nailed it there. Hercules, the God, came in with a little bit of extra context saying charisma, such as, as in explaining what he meant by sexual charisma. Going, seducing a girl on the dates, yet pulling away at the right time, making her wanting more, and he creates mystery for the girl. Yeah, creates. That's the word you use there. Key word there. Yeah, totally, man. Thank you for that extra uh, extra context. He's talking about good push-pull principles there, which we talked about in The Secret to Amazing Dates. Great podcast we did recently. Uh, push-pull, key dynamic. But Creativity. Creativity, absolutely. So uh, PT is up in here as well. PT's a regular. Coming up in here saying, hey, fellas, just get out of the Muay Thai gym straight into the bowl. Yes, sir. That's how it's talking about. Oh, yes. Straight out of Muay Thai in for a bowl sesh. What do they say? Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what time it is for you, PT, but Muay Thai by day, bowl by night. <laughs> That's such a cool setup. Such a cool setup to know that one of my followers is out there just just slaying leather, just cracking bones, swinging bones. Oh, I love that. Okay. I can't wait to get back to jiu-jitsu. It's still not open down here. Uh, Gyms just opened up down here in Australia. I've had my first two sessions back at the powerlifting gym. It's been so good. So fucking sore though. Anyways, getting back on here. Let's, Let's stay focused. So... Coming back to my situation with my client here, big red flag in terms of sexual pacing. This is, I guess, the final thing I want to talk about before we get to the open Q&A, getting your guys' questions. By the way, if you're up in this chat and you haven't dropped a thumbs up on this video, please do so. Help support the channel. I really really appreciate that. If you're just enjoying this content. And we will get to your questions soon enough. Super chats come first, though. So, sexual pace, dictating sexual pace now. We've kind of covered these issues to begin with, but there was something I mentioned about the erectile dysfunction. I dropped it very lightly, but now we're going to put a real kind of spotlight on this. When they, when she backflipped and all of a sudden decided making out of him after saying that I wasn't down for this, then they start making out. Then she's down to go back to his place, rush into the bedroom, straight down for the sex, going down straight down to Bangtown. 
there's a little bit of erectile dysfunction on his point, on his side. And he mentioned to me in our session that he was feeling a bit of pressure. He said he was feeling very stressed. He found this situation very stressful. And who wouldn't? Who wouldn't find this situation situation very stressful? She's been backflipping on him like she's in Cirque du Soleil. And so that is mentally going to require more computational power, computational power. Like you're going to have to just, like there's so many signals being sent here. But he's doing the right thing. I'm really proud of him. And of course, he's one of my clients. He's leading hard. He's fucking leading hard. And, uh, and I, know, I know that when I was first beginning, I probably would have just given up. I probably just would have pieced out. But the fact that he's leading here, fantastic. But is he leading too hard and too fast for her and too for him? I want you guys to start thinking about this. She backflipped on the T's and C's conversation. They're at the park. Listen, this is what this is what a casual relationship is, and I know we haven't had sex yet, but I can sense that you've got different ideas. You're working on a different sexual timeline, so we need to talk about it now. They talk about it now. She declines. She doesn't want to borrow of it. That's cool. I'm an abundant man. You're a cool girl, but obviously we're not aligned together, so let's just separate here and now. Clean break. Excellent. They're walking back. Start a heavy. She starts making out of him. Heavy make out, heavy kiss, pull back to his place. She's completely backflipped. The pace is hectic. It's a very hectic pace. I want to give you guys a multiple choice here. We know what happened. He decided to push on. He decided to just push on and do the best he could. And push through the little bit of erectile dysfunction. And it ended up being a crazy sexual experience. Okay, So it worked out in the end. But when we're thinking about our 50 and we're reflecting on our experiences, do we want situations that just worked out or do we want to be optimal? Do we want to do the absolute best we ever could? Do you want a kind of sexual experience where you felt stressed, pressured, wasn't really what you wanted, but it kind of worked out in the end? Or do you want a sexual experience in which that you were in full control, dictating the pace at complete ease? Where she was at complete ease, you were at complete ease, you guys were just able to marshmallow melt into that situation. Doesn't that sound a lot better? Of course. So we're not going to just let that slide. And as his coach, I'm not going to let it slide that it was a stressful, rushed, hectic situation. And I will cover the uh, I will cover the the nuance here, which is that I'm not saying you're not allowed to have crazy animalistic sex that's running at a high pace. You can. But what's important here is the dictation. Have you dictated that pace? Is it a crazy, animalistic, sexual pace in which that you came from the park, rushed back into the bedroom, got, hey, mom, what's going on? Right, straight into here, whipping it out like your fucking Dumbledore, just a whipping that cock out. <laughs> For those of you that follow me on Instagram, you would know where that came from. On the, I do these little cooking, I do these little cooking stories, and uh, Dumbledore whipping out his. Uh, yeah, okay, anyway, so there, you got to follow me on Instagram for that one. Actually, you can go re-watch that. It's on the highlights on my Instagram. It's on the cooking highlights, and it would take one. Anyways, are you fucking Dumbledore whipping it out, but you, you made that decision and that you're in full control of it, then that's fine. But if you're not in full control of it and it is stressful and you aren't at ease, then why not? Then why not? So this is why I want to ask you guys who are up in the chat right here. Reflecting on this experience, if you're, if he could rerun this, just like in our previous social Q&A when we're talking about that MILF situation, 
We're talking about if you could rerun this or what you would do next time or what you could do in future times. What do you think would have been a better decision for him? So I want to take you from here. Let's say that everything is the same up until this point. They met at the park on the day five, day six to have the talk about the casual relationship. She still declined. Okay, that's all the same. And then as they're separating, she makes the backflip, starts making out of him, heavy makeout, all of a sudden backflips, showing that she is down for her, and then agrees to coming back to your place. Now, this is where the multiple choice now begins. Or you, I want your input. Everything is the same up until this point. What I want your feedback, I want what you guys to think about is that if you're in this guy's situation, do you A, do as he did? Just rush it in, rush it in, just post it in and try and rush the situation to get to sex as soon as possible. Crazy, hectic pace, very stressful. Do you A, continue doing what he's doing? Would you do that again? Would you do that same thing again? Would you B, slow down when we get inside Let's have a green tea. Let's have a chill. Let's sit outside. It's probably nighttime at this point. Sit on the stars for a little bit. Chuck out a little bit of a rug. So what I'm saying here is chill the pace down and maybe not rush straight towards, straight to the bedroom. Should do that. Is there a C option? Well, the mother was involved in the situation. So let's take that into account. There's a C option there. Do I want to have a little bit of chat back and forward with her and with my mom and her and get her to know my mom? Would that ease her a little bit? Would that make her a little bit more comfortable in the situation? Would that make me a little more comfortable in the situation? So, so there's three options really here. There's three options. A, rush to crazy sex as he did. B, uh, hold up. Is Instagram, uh, Instagram, is YouTube still going? It? Yeah, it is good. Uh, B, we completely slow the pace down. We completely chill out. And we go through our normal date structure in which that when we get back into an isolated space on a day five, day three, day three plus, that we completely slow the pace down and start to enter infinite cloud state, aka the psychological, the psychological easing of her, of getting her to let go of her concept of self. Do we want to do that? Part B, or option B, or option C, do we involve the mom? Do we get her mom involved, and may, uh, sorry, his mom involved, and maybe have them have an interaction together, maybe even let them kind of just, just, just kind of chop it up in the kitchen for a little bit while you go get your room centered, while you go get yourself centered in your room. All right, there's, there's really three different options here. I want to see what you guys think about it. Because in hindsight, when I was asking my question, my client about this, when we're talking about how we would redo this, because it was a big red flag that he told me that it, that it was a big rush. And that I've already covered the nuance that it's not such a problem that it was a crazy animalistic vibe. That's not the problem. It was who was dictating the pace here. Who was in control of the pace, if not either of them? So, A, B, or C. We've got our first answer. We've got our first answer up in here. And I want you guys, if, you, there's, if you're up in this chat, don't just be sitting there. Drop me, drop me what you think you would do. What you would do, not only what you would do, but what you think was, would be the best scenario. And then I'll cover it in the end. So, Johnny Nguyen comes up in here saying, B for sure. But C was unexpected. Ha ha. Yes, very good. So I'll come back on that second because Hercules just dropped his answer as well, saying probably option B, having a casual day and watching Disney movies because it will let it will let her let go of herself. Yes. Yes, Hercules. I love the specificity. The specificity is fantastic. 
Uh, PT coming in here saying, after those rejections he's had, I can understand his sense of urgency and why he would go with A. Hmm. What rejections? What rejections, PT? I didn't see any rejections. So maybe you've got your mentality about around, around what you conceive a rejection to be. Uh, sounds a little off though. I think you've got some work to do about with that. Because as far as I'm as far as I'm looking at here as his coach, there's been no rejections. He's uh, handled it uh, quite well. But his sense of ur- I understand what you're saying though to the second part of what you're saying about his sense of urgency and why he would have gone with A. Definitely that PT, I don't think you've been in here for this entire uh, session. You might not have been here for when we discussed uh, the big red flag around him discussing his sexual urgency. You may have been, but I'm not sure if you were. But actually, I don't think you were. But we've already discussed this, so I'm not going to go deeply into it. But it was a big red flag that in his day three or day four, he was he had that urgency. He was trying to rush it towards sex. But there was no rejections. She's been she's been down the whole time. She's been just backflipping verbally and backflipping in a lot of different ways, but kind of staying on it. So there's been no rejections, but cycling back here. And actually, then PT then goes on to say, I would go for B though. So those of you that said B, and for those of you that are listening into this podcast in post, B is the correct option. However, the reason why I chucked in C, uh, because that is definitely an option, is not the best option, but it is better than A. If you want a hierarchy of options, B is number one, C is number two, A is number three. Because they're all going to work out. Uh, The reason why C works out is because the centering of yourself. If you've got a good relationship with your parents, got a good relationship with your mom, say it's just uh, you and your mom, or maybe you've got some siblings in there, and you're coming home, and you got say say it's the situation. You've got a couple siblings in, maybe the mom's home, where she was. It's not the worst thing in the world if you're a little bit rushed and you're not quite dictating the pace, as in you're uh, you're just getting a little ahead of you're getting a little ahead of yourself to just normalize things by introducing her to your family. Now, I know we talked about the principles of we shouldn't be introducing her to our family if it's pre not only pre sex but also pre casual relationship being cemented, but it's unavoidable at this point. The the mum was already there. So if the mum's already there and the siblings are already there and it's like, as you say in Japanese, it's shikatanai, it's shogunai. We can't be helped. The situation can't be helped. And if it's a tool we can use to center ourselves and calm ourselves, if we're new to this, it's not the worst thing. It's definitely better than A. Because what it would do, how would that look? Well, you walk in the door, mum's there. It's like, hey, what's going on? Who's this? Oh, it's fucking Jenny. It's like, oh shit. Instead of being like, all right, that's great, mom. And rush her in. Instead of be like, hey, listen, uh, why don't you take Jenny down to the kitchen, get her a get her a water a second. I'll be there. I've just got to. I'm gonna. I, someone was trying to call me. I I got to get something in my room. Or whatever. You make an excuse that you have to. I got to take a piss. Whatever. And you just take a moment to slow yourself down. That's not the end of the world. It's definitely better than option A. It's definitely better than option A of just rushing through it and putting a lot of stress and pressure on it. If the family was already going to be there, that normalizes the situation. Is it number one though? No, of course not. Number one is that hopefully the family's not there at all, but number one would be to politely address the family, take control of yourself and go, okay, hey, yeah, this is my mom, Jenny. Say hi, cool. Anyways, I'll catch you later. I'll meet you in here. And that now as Hercules nailed on the head, 
watching a Disney movie, helping her to let go of herself. Absolutely. Why was there rush? Why was there rush? Why was there rush? My client, I asked my client this. Why was he rushing towards this? Because definitely he felt like he had to act upon the moment. That he felt like because she's been this backflipping type of woman, that if I don't do it now, it's never going to happen. And you're saying, if I don't do it you know, it's just like scarce mentality starts to set in. This, if I don't plant the seed now, the rains may never will come. Oh, how do I know about this? The gods may never shine upon me again. So he decided to just put it into overdrive. But listen, you've got to take stock of the situation. Not only has this woman been operating on a different sexual timeline, in which that only those of you that were here from the beginning of the podcast would know that she's been very kind of stop-starty, kind of, I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm out. And it's just, so we know that this, is it the best thing for her? As, for those of you in this chat right now, who dictates the pace? In an interaction between the masculine and feminine energy, who dictates the pace? Don't, don't think about man and woman because this applies to lesbian relationships. This applies to gay relationships. It is an, and the answer is within energy. Who, which energy dictates the pace? Which one leads? Because there can only be one. There can only be one leader. And there should only be one leader. And that, that one leader should never ask the other one to take lead. Except for very rare, very rare scenarios, which there's a couple nuances, but as a general rule, there's only one energy. There's only one energy that dictates the sexual pace, that dictates the sexual comfort, the sexual trust. Hercules the God comes in with the first answer saying, the more dominant frame, that's good, but you're dancing around the bush. Which one is it? Which energy dictates that frame? Between a masculine and feminine energy, which one? Which one? Be specific about it. Because you can have a woman that has very dominant frame as well. You can have A-type women. You can have alpha-type women that are very dominant. Which energy? We got a guy in a trial school coming in saying, uh, feminine energy, uh, incorrect. It's complete opposite, my friend. Try again next time. I'm just realizing that I completely missed. I go, <laughs> Johnny comes here and basketball. That's <laughs> uh, okay. Well, don't worry. Listen, Garden Tricycle might just be uh, might just be either fooling or he might just be very un, very new to this and doesn't know. So that's okay. I'm, I'm not making fun of you. But uh, Justin H comes in saying, what's good, everyone? Good to have you here, Justin. Uh, good to have you. So Johnny Duray comes in saying, with the correct answer, saying masculine lol. Correct. The masculine energy will always dictate the pace and should only be the one required to dictate the pace. That, and Justin, hold on, Justin H comes in saying, based on the presumption that girls like to be led, masculine energy for sure. Yeah, not even a presumption, Justin. That is how our entire social structure is set up. That masculine energy dictates the leadership, the leading, the pace, especially in sexual experiences. And now, for those like hardcore socialists and hardcore feminists saying, what do you say, God, that a woman can never lead? I'm not saying a woman can never lead. I'm saying that a, never, a woman should never be asked to lead and that it is not her role. I'm not saying that she can't. I'm saying that it's not her energetic role and that actually it's not got anything to do with her being a woman. It's got nothing to do with him being a man. Like I said, this principle applies to lesbian and gay relationships. If you've got two men in a relationship... Which one leads? The one with more dominant masculine energy. 
the one with a higher proportion of masculine energy will naturally lead. If you've got two women, which one leads? One of them has to. In a relationship and an interaction between two people, only one can lead. In a dance, only one person can lead. In a fight, only one person can lead. The one with stronger masculine energy. And so if you've got a, you got a lesbian couple, you will always find one that has more masculine energy. She makes the majority of the leading decisions, especially sexually. Especially sexually. So anyways, uh, guy on a tricycle, you're off there. Hopefully that explains for you. But the rest of you got it correct. So, and yeah, and a woman never wants to, a woman with strong feminine energy never wants to be asked to lead. And that, that will completely turn her off. That will completely uh, shut her down because she doesn't want to have to tell you do this, do that. She doesn't have to tell you that I'm ready now. She wants you as a man to be able to read that signal, read her indirect feminine signals and take control, take lead. And of course, being empathetic to her sexual pacing and timeline, dictating the pace as we're talking about here. So bring it back. Option B, why option B was the best to finish this up and we're going to get into the open Q&A section after this now so you can start to get your questions ready. Slow it down. So I said to him, worse, what, 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 what did you think would happen if you slow it down? Oh, well, maybe she would backflip again. Well, well, that would have been such an issue. Why would that have been such an issue? Uh, 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 scarce mentality because you need the sex. But that doesn't exist for someone who doesn't need the sex. For the person who is abundant, who, who trusts in his own abilities and his own power, he doesn't need to make and never will make decisions based in a rushed mentality based on scarcity because he knows that I have the ability to go out and miss someone else. So at, at no stage do I need to put the pressure on her and need to put the pressure on myself to rush this towards sex and to, to, to ruin what could have been something actually so much more amazing, so much more powerful. So what, what if I'm his, as, as his coach and if I was in his situation and as I instructed for him to rerun the situation, hey, how about next time you two come in? Even if you do want to go straight to the bedroom, that's okay. But how about you just take the time to breathe? How about you go back to my Day 3's podcast or my Key to Amazing Dates podcast or my uh, Sexual Foreplay podcast and you just spend a good bit of time just in sexual connection with each other, breathing aligning her heart rate and her breathing rate with yours. Come in sync. Then your erectile dysfunction would not have been such as so prevalent. Your sexual dysfunction, uh, erectile dysfunction wouldn't have been there. You would have had time. And yes, if in that time she had all of a sudden realized, actually, maybe this is going too fast. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have done this. You know, that's possible. It's definitely possible. It's unlikely, but it's definitely possible. And in which case, that's not a problem because you can meet someone else. And that she can meet someone else. And this doesn't have to be uh, between you two. Now, let's finish this up here, my friends. Why did she backflip again? Again. The next morning when she texts him saying, actually, you know what? I'm not down. That's the final piece to this puzzle. That's That's the kind of blue moon here. That's the kind of even for me. Like as a coach, and over the last ten years, it's, I've I haven't seen this is a this is rare. This is very rare. I could I can scarcely remember a time where I remember a woman backflipping this many times, but especially the day after sex, backflipping, going and saying, actually no, I'm not down for the casual relationship now. Don't want to borrow it. 
and doesn't text for the next week. Barring the infinite extraneous variables that we cannot account for, such as such as a old high school boyfriend came back that she's been wanting to come back and message her and all of a sudden that night he messaged her and she's the, he's the guy she's been really wanting and so now she's like, oh, fuck yeah, now just forget this, forget my client and go with this guy. If there's things like that could have happened, we can't account for. But if we just think about the interaction between us two, which is all we can ever do, is there anything that we did that would make her backflip the next morning? Think about it. Those of you in the chat, think about him rushing through the sex. Think about him rushing through the sex. It was still a crazy sexual experience. It was still good based, based on what they said. They both enjoyed it, but it was rushed. It was crazy. A lot of backflipping in a very short space of time. Hectic. Crazy. If there's any one thing that would give her reason to make an ultimate backflip the next day after sex and say that I'm not down, what might it have been based on my client's actions? What did he do that maybe would have caused her to enter, uh, to, to make this decision? Think about it. And when you're thinking about it, think about, remember, this is all about pacing. The answer to this question, I already have the answer for you. But I want to see what you guys are thinking. I want you guys engaged. Drop your answers in the chat box. It's got to do with pacing. And not just the pacing of obviously that he rushed the sexual experience, but it still ended up well, it still ended up good. You know, he, surely they could surely that that wouldn't have caused her the next day to completely backflip if it was at least ended in a good experience. PT says, uh, overcooking, too much pressure. Yes, yes, PT, but I need you to be more specific. What what did he put too much pressure on? What was he overcooking? Because it wasn't just the sex. It wasn't just because the sex actually ended up being pretty good sex. That's what, they, that's what he said. They both enjoyed it. There's an overcooking and an overpressurizing of something much larger. You've got to think about this in a much more, much more macro sense now that would force her to backflip. Because we're, we're going to talk about, you've got to think about her sexual timeline, think about the type of girl she's been that's been backflipping over the last few weeks in a lot of different other ways, and that she's working on a slower sexual timeline, that she's been more timid in general. So what, okay, just think about that. Hercules, the god, comes in saying, one of Newton's laws says that a reaction force may cause another equal force in the opposite direction. So the girl might feel possibly insecure or too sexually unready. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Good, good. This is, a little, this is way more specific. I like, the, I like the science though. I like the, the science is good. The science and the physics is good, but it's the final piece in which that he says, so the girl might feel possibly insecure or too sexually unready. So he's, he's hit the tree. He's hit the right tree. It's not the specific apple that I'm going to give you guys, but it's like the right tree is what we're talking about here. PT came in with the overcooking and the too much pressure. Which So if you were to combine PT's, PT's was like the garden. Hercules the god is the tree. Now I'm looking for the apple. 
There's just one apple. There's just one thing there. But you, you're pretty much on the money here. You would find the apple pretty quickly if you were to think about this a little bit more. When he says, so so the girl, it's actually if you combine PT's answer and Hercules the God answer, that pretty much, that almost gives you the apple. You know, pressurizing, overcooking. He was overcooking. He was overpressurizing. Then combined with that, that's what he was doing. But then you think about the girl, that the girl might possibly be feeling in Hercules' words, insecure or too sexually unready. That pretty much gives it to you there. If you haven't got it yet, I'll spill the beans now because those two have pretty much already got it there. The final lap here is that, remember, you have to just dial your mind back to the casual relationship discussion. What, what, was, she, what was her response? What was her response to him bringing up the, that this is, I'm only in for a casual relationship? Was she down or not down? She was adamantly not down. She adamantly not down. Which means that at the first, she prior to that discussion, she had already conceived in her mind that the way things were going was leading towards a typical monogamous closed and locked relationship. That's where her mind was going. And so that when he had the discussion with her about, hey, listen, we've got to talk about what's going on here. I need you to listen to me first. I'm really in this. I want to be open and free. I want you to be open and free. Casual relationship. So she responded. She was like adamantly against that. That was not what she, and it took her by surprise. It took her by, she was just not, not even willing to think about it. When he said like, hey, take a, take a week, take two weeks. She wasn't even willing to do that. She was just like, nope, nope, nope. But then as they're walking back to the car, Yes, yes, yes. Flip, flip, flip. But what I want you to focus on is what type of girl we're dealing with here. A girl that was obviously heading towards a standard closed and locked monogamous relationship. So that's why Hercules was a lot closer. Because he says feeling insecure or too sexually unready. Yes, and sexually unready, not in a micro space. Obviously, she's she's she sexually was ready for the casual that crazy sexual experience. But she was sexually unready in a macro space in which that the idea of a casual relationship, the idea of open and free has not had time to take hold yet. She has not had time to come to grips and to become comfortable with that idea. So she in an animalistic moment was okay, was decided to completely backflip on her decision to not go through with this. Then all of a sudden goes through with it and goes through into that sexual experience of him. And they have a great time, by the way. Don't get that twisted. They had a great time. But then the, overnight, as she goes back, she has time to think about it. And now she starts to understand what this would mean for her. So this is what she, now she's got a real taste of it. she got a taste of it in which that, so, so now when I text him the next morning, based on what he told me, or if I want to see him again, I can only see him like once a week. And... He's probably going to be seeing other girls, and I'm expected to be seeing other other guys. So now the reality of the situation is set in. That's where her backflip, based on their connection, if we just remove all the extraneous variables that could potentially be fucking with it as well, which we can never account for, but that is the most likely reason, which is that when reality sets in for this woman, that's where the backflip comes. That's why the next morning she sends that text, and so, uh, and that's the apple right there. It's just that it just, she hadn't had time to conceptualize what that really meant based on who she was. Sexually unready, yes, but not sexually unready in a micro space, Hercules, 
but sexually unready in a macro space that for this type of relationship, she's not ready yet. So the way that I said to my, so the way that we pieced this up with my client, uh, I said doing this, there's two things that can happen from here. There's, op- there's option A or option, or there's path, there's, there's left or right that happens from here. Both possibilities can happen. It's very possible that in a week's time, two weeks' time, maybe in a month's time, that this woman sends you a text saying, hey, you want to catch up for a tea? You want to catch up for a coffee? Hey, you just want to chill? Hey, you just want to chill? She says that chill message, knowing full well that chill does not mean chill, that she's had some time to get comfortable with the idea, get comfortable with what a casual relationship means, realizes that actually, to what we are talking about before, the risk ratio, actually, maybe it is worth it to be in this casual relationship, which I'm not really that happy with, but this guy provides me with such an indifferent, strong, powerful, masculine frame. All right, fine, I'll, I'll convert him one day. I'll change him one day. So you want to chill? You want to chill? And so she goes, she wants to chill, knowing full well that chill does not mean chill, that chill means she wants to get, she's down, she, she wants to go straight down the fucks down. That is very possible. That is very possible. And hey, like we said, the door's always open. That's the beautiful thing about this. That was part, that was, that's taken left at, at the fork in the road. That's, that's to the left of the fork in the road. What's the other possibility? Fork in the right, that you never hear from her again. That she's just, she got rocked by it. And that definitely this is not the type of life she wants to live. And that she wants to go search for someone else. You never hear from her again. And that's it. Just as possible, just as likely. And I would say it's 50-50. From my experiences and from working with uh, clients the last five years, 50-50. In these situations when girls uh, initially say no to it, you might receive a text in two weeks' time with a, hey, let's chill, or you might receive never hear from her again. That is like a 50-50, I've said. It just depends on where the girl's at in terms of her sexual comfortability with that type of relationship. So, my friends... This has been a great class. This has been a great walkthrough. You guys, I really appreciate your answers up in here. You guys have been real good. So now what we're going to do is just open it up for some open Q&A. Where now that we've finished this Why Woman Backflips on Sex Last Minute, uh, which just to summarize right there, right? It's based on her sexual timeline. It's based on her comfortability, not only in micro with her sexual uh, physically, but also more so in a macro relationship-based way of where she sees herself in her life. And that's where this backflipping comes. It comes from that perception overall. So now, if you guys have any questions, we can now open it up. We're now going to leave this topic. Dating, social dynamics, relationships, anything in the world of human interaction, you've got me for the next at least 13 minutes, at least the next, I'll give you 20. I'll go 20 at least, I would say, depending on how good the questions are. Uh, But as always, Super Chats get bumped to the top. So we've already got two super chats up in this, and those questions go first. So uh, any, and those those donations just go straight back to this channel, and everything we're doing here, and really just help support it all. So I really appreciate it. And of course, if you guys are up in this live chat, and if you're enjoying this content, just drop me a thumbs up down below. And if you haven't subscribed to the new channel, the Eternal Energy channel, that's where most of the content's going now. And uh, a brand new podcast going up there. There'll be a new podcast up there tomorrow morning, most likely, with Tam. It's going to be fucking fire. It's an incredible podcast. Go sign up. Go subscribe. Hit the notifications bell at the Eternal Eternal Energy. The Eternal Energy. So, uh, yeah, any questions though now? We're now in open Q&A. So, 
The first super chat was from Mr. Skeeter. How's it going, mate? Yup. Comes here at $2.99 Australian. And he just said, can't wait to listen to this later because he couldn't stay for the entire sesh. He didn't send me a question though. Uh, let me um, let me try something here though. Let me try something because Ski didn't actually send me a question. But let me give him a call on Instagram. Let me give him a call on Instagram and let's see if we can get him uh, live on the chat here and just see if he's... Uh, because he might, he might be at work. But because he donated, I want to take the time to do this. I'm just giving him a call on Instagram. The next chat's going to be from Johnny Nguyen. If we... I hate that Instagram doesn't do like a ring. Like it doesn't do like a... It just has like a ringing symbol. Alright, here we go. So, we got Ski up in here, my friends. Hold on, I'm going to have to put the... Uh... How you going, mate? Yeah? How's it going, mate? Yeah. How's it going, mate? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so Ski's up in the chat. I'm just thinking, am I going to show you on here? Ski, basically, uh, we're up in the open Q&A and you dropped a super chat. So I want to give you the chance, because you're the first super chat, to yep. ask a question. Or if you don't have a question, that's totally cool. I just want to say hi to you anyway. I'm just trying to figure out, because we're here on YouTube right now, and they can't see you, but I can see you. But if I turn it around here, can you guys see Ski? Yeah, yeah, you can see him. And he can see me because he can see my screen. So we'll do it this way because I can still see him, man. So listen, Ski donated $2.99 chat. We got him on Instagram live uh, or on Instagram chat anyway. So Ski, do you have a question that you want to ask for, ask for this session? So for that, because the speaker is not very loud on uh, my phone, I'll just reiterate for those of you who didn't hear that. He said he doesn't have a question, but uh, he just wanted to uh, show some love essentially and uh, because he couldn't make it live. I really appreciate that, man. Actually, this feels weird to me. I'm going to look at you. This feels weird. You got that, Bob Marley. Right, I appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. Uh, we pretty much just wrapped up. Yeah, man, you take care, all right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was sick. The only thing was that it was a bit, it was a bit uh, quiet. It's a bit quiet. That was cool though. I had him on Instagram. Beauty. I love it. I love it. Didn't even want to ask a question. Just donate to the channel just to say, just to say thanks. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. For those of you that are listening to this on the podcast, you should go back into the YouTube version and watch this. That was cool. All right. So uh, Johnny Nguyen comes up in here with the next super chat. Five dollars from Johnny Nguyen. Oh, this is a brilliant question as well. Oh, yeah, we're going to sit into this question. Here we go. Uh, uh, Johnny, I think, by the way, Ski was driving then, so uh, that was a little bit dangerous. Uh, Johnny comes in saying, what's your advice on having casual friends with benefits relationships with an ex? The breakup was healthy and we're still attracted to each other and good friends. Here we go, Johnny. So this is a classic Seinfeld. So listen, my, the first thing my the first place my mind goes with your question is uh, Seinfeld. Listen, I'm a huge Seinfeld fan. I've, I've got the entire box. I've been through the entire nine seasons thousands of times. I know Seinfeld in and out. And this is like the classic relationship between Elaine and Jerry. But there's always something that I picked up from it, which is uh, from their relationship. And it just, 
I don't know. There's there's something about the way that they portrayed their relationship together, which is that it can it never really works out. It never really works out. If I talk about my relationships in general, I think about my exes. And I mean, listen, I'm a case of one, but I've got a few experiences I can relate to you here, Johnny. And actually, my my personal experiences don't actually light up with the advice that I would give you. Not entirely. Because with my experiences with exes that I've tried to have the friends with benefits relationships in post, eh, it never worked out. It never worked out. It was it worked the the one that I think about the most, the one that I think that it worked out the best with, was what I'm trying to say. Maybe for I think for about four weeks. I think for about four weeks we were able to have a clean breakup. We we're still good friends, and then and we but we were still fucking. We we're still fucking after that. That that worked out for about four weeks. All the other relationships, no, I just never, just it just the vibe. It just didn't really, it just didn't really suit it. We because I guess for the most part we were moving in different directions. So that's from my personal experiences. Uh, I can give you another example for girls that I was in. This is back in the day when I was still doing monogamous relationships. I had a few monogamous relationships that we downstepped to open relationships. So we we've been together monogamous, but then we decided, hey, we want to try just being uh, open and casual. So that's that worked out for a little bit with a couple different girls, but not like clean break and then straight to friends with benefits. So that's my own personal experience. In terms of your actual question, though, or to your personal, listen, if you guys, this this is the thing. This is the thing. This is core principles. The breakup has to be the breakup. You have to allow the breakup to be what it is, which means that you don't allow for the backslide, aka in Seinfeld. You don't allow for the backslide. That if you're going to break up, break up. And what that means is that there's a reason. There's a reason why you two had to break up. Best case scenario, you both were mature adults about it in which that you could say, hey, listen, we're not aligned in life anymore and we need to separate and move on our own journeys. Fantastic. Worst case scenario, you two are absolute children about it. You're throwing rocks at each other's cars. You're blaming each other, and et cetera, et cetera. It just gets very angry. In that case, definitely, definitely no friends or benefits. But but let the breakup take hold. Right? There's obviously a reason and that you want to let that sit. Let's say it's three months later. Let's say it's six months later. I don't know how much time it's been for you, Johnny. Uh, but let's just say, however long it's been, at least to the point the macro principle is that when you guys have had time to get back on your own journeys and then you can just sit down and at the gardens and have a coffee, you can sit down in the mall and just, just chill out or just go over to each other's place and cook up, cook up a barbie and just do whatever, you know, and just kind of be normal around each other. And if you then both decide that we're still kind of sexually attracted to each other, yet we don't, we realize the relationship dynamic of a closed and locked monogamous is not for us, then definitely, if you can make that adult decision, and that you have, can have pure water. You can have clear water between each other in which that you can actually verbalize that. You can discuss it. The main problem with friends with benefits relationships is that there is no discussion in that it's just like you kind of fall into it. It's kind of like a let's see what happens type thing rather than being mature adults about it and saying this is where we're at in life. Hey, hey, listen, I realize you're still a sexy girl. You're still a sexy girl. Let's well, why not? Why fucking not, right? Let's not, let's not uh, restrain ourselves here in that way. And if you guys can verbalize that, you can talk about it, 
And you can have the stipulation, Johnny, that if at any time this doesn't suit, we can review. Same principle. It's the same principles of an of a open casual relationship. The only difference here is that you guys have some history. But it's the same principle should be there, which is that uh, if, as, this, only, this only has to go for as long as it needs to. You know, if this doesn't work out anymore, just let me know. And you have that complete detachment. And we're just here for the fun of it. We're just here to enjoy each other. But hey, it's totally fine. Like, well, and, if, and this is the other key point, Johnny, because of your history. If at any point you do start developing deeper feelings and you want to try coming in for a monogamous relationship, don't hold that back. As in, tell me. Tell me. Don't wait two months, three months, and we're still fucking. But for three months, you've been harboring desires of being in something more with me. Yeah, don't do that. Tell me the moment you think that so that we can review and see where we're both at, separate or go deeper. So it's just clarity. Johnny, that's it. It's just clarity. Be, be mature adults about it. Don't be 16-year-olds about it. When I was 16, I had tried to do this. When I was 16, I tried the Friends of Benefits and you know, it was good for four weeks. But then my girl decided, to, she tried to slide back into a uh, monogamous with me, but I, it's not what I wanted. And there were some tears. There was some cleanup crew. It never has to be cleanup crew if you're just direct, congruent, authentic about it. Okay. So well done, Jay. Thank you very much, Jay. Thank you very much. It's just a great question, but well written out. But also your super chat is so greatly appreciated. Thank you very much. So my friends, we've got another, we've got a few minutes here. I can answer some more questions. So if you've got any more questions, just drop them in the chat. Who we got? Who we got next? Uh just going down the chat here. Okay. PT comes in saying, hold on, let me get some water. PT comes in saying, Adam, I saw the video you released last week. Will you be making content on the bowl besides social Q&A or only on your other channel? Good question, PT. So, so for the last 30, not exactly 36 weeks, because this is episode 36, but for the last, because there has been the only break we've had, or there was there was a one month break in the first month of this year, in which that I did no, I did I completely disconnected from all social media for entire thirty days, which actually I was just on uh, I was a guest on Sahud Sahud Kara's podcast last week, and on Naked with Sahud, and that's going to be coming out pretty soon actually, and we discussed that thirty day uh, disconnect from social media and what it does for you, incredible. And incredible time talking to him. and uh, But anyways, that's the only break, the only long break I've taken from, taken from social Q&A. For the most part, over the last uh, 36 weeks or so, I've been committed to giving you guys an hour and a half to two hours, sometimes two and a half hours of my time uh, for free here on social Q&A just to, answer, just to connect with you guys and, and be with you here. And it's been the predominant form of media content that I've wanted to have with you guys because I get to engage with you live i get to actually talk with you guys i get to answer your questions live and bring you guys the most value to you guys one-on-one like look at that thing we got to do with ski there i got to call him up on instagram and say thank you for his uh chat you know that's awesome and so apart from those pt it's either social q a's or the short films i've been making which i dedicate like two months three months of my life to towards 
And we do these very, very deep videos, like what is a man or why do you wake up in the morning, et cetera, et cetera. So those are the, that's the content that I like making for the bowl. Uh, obviously, there was the coronavirus content that I had to make for the bowl. That was just necessary. Uh, so to your question, though, listen, most of the content will be going on the other channel, which is why you need to be subscribed there on the Eternal Energy. However, very dating-specific content will always be here. The eternal energy is a much deeper, much broader. It's going to incorporate much, 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 much more wider spanning uh, aspects of life in the temple across purpose, physical, mental, and social development. There will be a lot of uh, social experiments uh, that I'm going to be filming that will only go on the eternal energy. That won't go on the bowl. Uh, so you want to be there. But in terms of what's going up here on the bowl, social Q&A will always remain here on the bowl. And I'll, I'll continue to do it at what frequency remains to be seen. At the moment, it's once a week. We haven't done it for the last two weeks because I did a one-week social disconnect two weeks ago. And last week, I decided to not do social Q&A, social Q&A because we dropped that absolute bomb of a video last week. And I just wanted all the attention to go on that. But for the most part, we typically do social Q&As uh, 12 weeks in a row. Every season is 12 weeks. And then we take a break for one week, reset, we go again. So this is the end of season three, and I'll normally take a break next week. But because I've had two weeks off, I think we'll just go straight to season four uh, next week. But in terms of other content on the bowl, yeah, as we go, like often I just get questions from clients, I get questions from followers that's kind of spur off ideas. And I might just drop a video here on that, you know. But that's my answer. Most, if you want to look at a ratio, 80-20. 80% of the energy is going towards the eternal energy. 20% will be here on the bowl. But the 20% that does go here to the bowl will be the ones that I feel like gives you guys the most value, which is why it's the social Q&A, because I just feel like it gives you guys the most value. So Johnny comes in saying, I understand what you're saying. It's hard because she's one of my best buds, but I'll consider it. Uh, we're really open and honest with each other, and I've mainly been on my own journey due to quarantine anyway. So I think it's possible as long as I keep the core principles that hot. Yeah, Jay. Listen, sit down with her. Sit down with her. Invite her over, right? Don't invite her over. And when you do invite her over, don't uh, don't spring it on her. Like say, like if if I'm in your position, Jay, I got this girl, we're best buds, still sexually attracted. Let's see what's up. I'm going to say to her, listen, on Instagram or on the text, however you guys communicate on Facebook, it's like, listen, Jenny, uh, I want to talk about us. You got time? Got time for cheeky coffee? Whatever. I just want to talk about us. Just give her the heads up so she knows and she's prepared of what could possibly be discussed here. You get in there and you say, oh, listen, I want to be 100% honest with you because this is how I am with everyone in my life. And you should know this by now. I still think you're pretty fly. And even though while I don't want to be in a strict monogamous relationship with you, uh, if you're down, I'd like to explore things sexually with you. To kind of learn about each other a little bit more. Kind of just have some fun. If you're down, what do you think? And it's, by the way, it's totally fine if not, right? This doesn't change anything between us. So you give her all of that empathy, all of that directness, all that congruence and authenticity, and then she can feel comfortable because you want to make her feel comfortable in saying no. You don't want to pressurize her into it. You don't want to make her feel like we can't be friends if we can't be fucking, right? So just let her know that, hey, I'm still good anyway, but I just want to see where you're at with it. You do that and you two will be fine. So 
My friends, that wraps up this social Q&A. This wraps up this episode. I uh, hope you enjoyed this content. If you did, make sure you hit that thumbs up on the video. If you're one of my guys in Europe who you're currently asleep right now and you're listening to this in post, you're watching this in post, either on the podcast or on YouTube, just drop any further questions under this YouTube video. I always come back, I answer the questions, and often it spurs off the topic for the next uh, Q&A. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's it, man. I mean, there's a lot of shit going down at the moment, a lot of work going down. Make sure you're subscribed at The Eternal Energy. A brand new podcast with Tam will be dropping tomorrow. I dropped a video on why you should be doing cold therapy earlier in the week, a vlog of me doing the cold plunge in the ocean. So uh, there's a lot going on here. So anyways, I thank you guys for being here. I really appreciate it. really appreciate your super chats, Ski and Johnny. I'll catch you guys on Instagram at uitang1. Until next time, wish you guys the best in your lives. Much peace and much joy. Thank you very much, my friends, for diving into this episode of Social Q&A Live. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a great time. And just before you run off, don't forget, that guided meditation, Eternal Energy, has now been released, now available at boldojo.com. Dive into who you are and evolve beyond. You can also pick up the ebook, book one-on-one Skype coaching, all at boldojo.com. Donate anything you wish through the PayPal links or the Boldojo podcast uh, donation link. All of that's tremendously appreciated. And I'd also love your feedback on this session. Whether you want to actually, I'd most appreciate your feedback on the actual YouTube videos itself. If you go into YouTube, drop your comments there. That's probably the best way. It really just helps support the channel. And I always, uh, I actually source the next episodes of Social Q&A from the previous episodes of Q&A. I often just look at the comments and often find really good uh, ideas for topics there. So if you got a suggestion for a future Social Q&A that we can kick things off with, just head over to the YouTube channel at The Bowl and uh, drop it down there. Get engaged, subscribe to the channel, support what's going on here. And that would be uh, tremendously appreciated. With that being said, I wish you all the absolute best in your lives. Much peace and much joy.